0: You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question is a Doozy. I cannot wait to see you answer this in less than 10 minutes. This comes from Samantha from Social Circle, Georgia. What a pleasant town Mm. name. Hi, Dr. E. I was introduced to your podcast by my cousin and best friend that attends your church in Tennessee. That's fun. My question is What is your interpretation as to what the Bible says about women leading in the church? My almost 11 year old daughter has a relationship, understanding, and hunger for God and his word that is incredible. I have felt and believed. For many years, that there's a special calling and anointing on her life. She, in the last year, has declared that she wants to be a preacher. A few Sundays ago, she visited a Baptist church with a friend, and in that sermon, heard that women should not be preachers based on 1 Timothy. I have researched, we have talked about it, but agreed we, her and I, would dig in and figure it out. I want to lead her in the right way, and I don't want to allow doubt to be planted that could confuse her or keep her from God's will in her life. What are your thoughts on this matter? And then, lastly, I found this article yesterday as I looked for insight and understanding, and she's attached it. And it is a, we'll link it in the show notes, but it's a relevant magazine article that says, Yes, women are called to lead.
1: So, first of all, it is a big, big topic. Um, and number one, Samantha, thanks for for asking. It's a great question. It's a pertinent question, and I'm so encouraged. Your daughter wants to grow and understand the word that you want to cultivate that and fan that flame. Uh, we'll put in the show notes C B M W, the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. C B M W. It's a site you should save as a bookmark, and there are hundreds, everything's free, articles, links, and the so-called big blue book if you really want to dig deep on this topic. First of all, let's talk about the two positions that are prominent today, complementarian and egalitarian. Complementarian states that men and women there are equal values but distinct role. They complement one another. Egalitarian would say equal value, equal role. So this is a watershed difference between churches, pastors, seminaries, professors, et cetera. It's been very controversial in the past three decades. Now it's become a yawn because most people have given in to you know, it's equal value, equal role, egalitarian versus complementarian. To the point your daughter hearing the, the sermon on First Timothy, I don't know how the pastor may or may not have handled it, but the Pauline corpus of literature that we call the pastorals, First and 2 Timothy, and Titus in particular, are Paul's instructions to younger men that we have the privilege of reading these letters on how to conduct the church. So they've planted all these churches, going from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, as the gospel was to expand, and they're in Ephesus, and they're all over it, planting churches. So we have in 1 Timothy what we might call how to do church. And when you come to chapter three, really chapter two begins it because there's a differentiation between women and overseers and deacons. So in chapter two, verse nine, he reads, Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, etc. And then there's this uncomfortable verse, verse 11 a woman must quietly receive instruction with entire submissiveness, but I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over man, but to remain quiet. And this, of course, is, you know, raises the hair on the back of a lot of people's necks. And then in chapter three, we have this instruction to elders and deacons. It's a trustworthy statement. If any man aspires to the office of overseer, and we have two words in the New Testament for overseer, episkopos, and presbyteros, they're used somewhat interchangeably. Episcopos, episcopo, overseer, that's the Episcopal church. They have bishops. Presbyteros means an older person, particularly an older man. And so you have the Presbyterian church with their sessions. But those two words were used somewhat interchangeably in our New Testament. When you read this instruction here, it goes on, above reproach, husband of one wife, it's already established. This is a man. On the list goes. And then he'll inject in a little bit, deacons likewise must be men of dignity. And then he goes on. And there's a couple of clauses where he talks about women likewise, and we'll get to that in a moment. So if I'm going to look at the New Testament clearly, I want to differentiate between gifts and office. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, which many churches have used as their – mission statement over the years it says he gave some as apostles some as prophets some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers and these are giftings not office giftings not office an apostle didn't arrive and say let's make him an apostle he was appointed by God a prophet was appointed by God an evangelist was gifted by God and pastors and teachers I take as one person the pastor is the shepherding part. The teacher is the one who explained things. And then the purpose is given for the equipping of saints. So does that make sense, Hannah? This is a gift? Yeah. Okay. The office of elder, if we go back to chapter three of First Timothy, if any man aspires to the office of overseer. So we've talked about egalitarian versus complementarian. Equal value, distinct role, complementarian equal value, equal role, egalitarian. So people who embrace that say a woman can be a pastor, a woman can be an elder, a woman can do whatever she wants. And that's what that relevant article says, which I read when it came out and I yeah. take great difference with it. I think they're they're basing it on this, um, let's just call it ambiguous call to ministry. And we can talk about that for a moment if I don't run out of 10 minutes. Um, So the the Bible is differentiating gift and office. Now, let me say this, and and I get in trouble, so be clear. Anyone can have the gift of pastor-teacher, including women. The office of elder is reserved for men. In the context of a local church, the New Testament teaches very clearly only men are given that role of elder or what we would call pastor-teacher. For example, Nancy Lee DeMoss, now Olgemuth, is an extraordinary bible teacher and she teaches women she doesn't teach in mixed audiences i think on the very rare occasions she's done that it's been with a lot of qualification and explanation this isn't a church she's under the authority of a said person and so forth and so on and i know nancy and i respect the way she handles that she is a gifted pastor teacher so the gift can be given to an individual regardless of being men or woman. The office of elder, the pastor-teacher of a local church is reserved for men. So that may be hard for a lot of people to swallow because egalitarianism has been so pervasive among churches. And I have women friends that they teach in their churches. I think it's wrong. And they will take the Pauline theology and they'll say, well, that was cultural, well, that is a hard thing to be consistent about because everything's cultural in context. Secondly, they'll say he was a misogynist, meaning he hated women, and that's just that's just an ad hominem argument. You attack the person, you don't deal with the issues. Third, the fact that the apostles were male, the prophets were male, with very few exceptions. We do have some female prophetesses. But the corpus of the New Testament is talking about male leadership, even in the office of deacons, which uh, many churches have gone to deaconesses based on Romans chapter 16:2, which I think is a very strained argument, but they work very hard. Back way up, the local church, most women, are involved in leadership, in Bible studies, and ministries. They might organize small groups. They might work with children's ministries, teen ministries, culturally and contextually. I think it's appropriate from time to time to have women involved with young college men and women. And maybe some churches say, oh, at this age, you know, she's teaching men. You can debate that ad nauseum. But the gift of pastor teacher can be given to a man or a woman. The exercise of that gift in the local church needs to be by male leadership, by male leadership elders who qualify as the office of elder
0: well if you've got a question for Dr. E you're not
1: even going to push back at all or ask me a question
0: (laughs) no because we are out of time (laughs) oh
1: okay that's I gotta remember this going forward I talk long enough you can't counter (laughs) that's right you're (laughs) welcome
0: call us or text us your question or email us the info is in the show notes ask Dr. E is part of the Michael Easley in Context ministry you can find more shows and biblical resources at michaelincontext.com Ask Dr. E is produced by myself, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain.